Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. I have been dabbling in some new wing sauces for some homemade wings. Yesterday, garlic parm, 10 out of 10. And I'm Jordan Hanskin, and I made a suggestion for an even better wing sauce, uh, Jamaican Jerk. And this is the Locked On Sabres podcast. I think that might be, I got a bunch of responses to like what I should try. That might be like number two or three for me, because there was, there was a... A, there was like a blueberry balsamic wing sauce that sounded interesting to me. Um, then there was a hot honey mustard, something like that. Like there was like a Frank's honey mustard mix. So there was some other stuff in it too that sounded intriguing. But Jamaican mm. jerk, Jamaican jerk I'm, I'm, would be good, I would think. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. What about someone suggested to me crushed up Doritos on on a wing? Hmm. I would it's try. probably good. I mean, Doritos are good. Wings are good. I don't think if you combine two good <laughs> things, it wouldn't be can't be that bad. Well, ice cream is good. That doesn't mean I would dip chicken wings in ice cream. I don't I, think that it would, would taste thing. all that bad. It would just be sweet. <laughs> would chicken wings dipped in ice cream taste bad? <laughs> Put it on the poll because that, that I would love to see the responses on that. Um, we've got the NHL draft occurring tonight. The Sabres pick eighth still. No trades have happened yet. And we'll have more of a focus on some of the prospects in today's episode. I do want to uh, still carve out some time at the end to do number 21 on our all-time Sabre list. It's my turn to uh, to nominate that list. Um, and I, let's start, though, with, uh, with, the, with the draft. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I'm invested. Like, I, I am interested. To see what happens tonight, I'm not really, I'll probably turn it off after pick 10, you know, a couple of picks after the Sabres are done, but there are some interesting names on this list, and if one of these guys at the top were to, for some reason, fall, I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to know who they are and what kind of player they are enough to be like, oh yeah, the Sabres made out on, uh, on this night. Now, I'm not expecting that to happen. There are other guys that are projected to go around them that I'm more intrigued by, but you know, I'm starting to studying the names a little bit more on the day of the draft, and it does seem like it's there's some talent this year. Um, yeah, I, I, I always like drafts um, in sports in general um, because you feel like you're getting better and you're not really giving much up to get better. Um, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like you're. It's all about hope. It's all about a promise, and that's that's exciting. Um, besides that, like NHL draft is. <laughs> on the flip side, the NHL draft is the least exciting of them all um, because you're waiting for your investment. You're waiting for your return. Um, yep. It's rare that if I, if they say NHL ready, um, I'll be excited. But besides right. that, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that interested. Yeah. Before we dive full into the NHL draft, there is a one news item that we do need to get to uh, before we do that. Tage Thompson has signed a three-year extension with the Sabres. He was a scheduled restricted free agent. Three years, $1.4 million per year. He would have to clear waivers should he be uh, should the Sabres try to send him down to Rochester. So it appears as though he will be 
on the Sabres to start the season. And any honestly, if he wasn't ready to be in the NHL in his fourth pro season anyway, I wouldn't ever be thinking about him as someone that can make a difference maker anyway. Like this, this is kind of, is it, is it a, is it fair to say like a make or break year for Tage Thompson? Uh, I would say no. Um, but it's time to take a step. Like if he, if he proves himself to be an NHL player and has a decent year, not nothing too exciting. Yeah. What is that? Kind of. His he didn't play really last year. He only played the one game that he got injured in. And then two years ago, 2018-19, 65 games for the Sabres, seven goals and five assists for 12 points. So, like, what does a step look like to you? Like, would you take 30 20 to 5 30, points? 35 20 points, to 30 yeah. even? Okay. 20 to 30 depends. I, I think it's not enough just to, like, base a guy's entire game on numbers. Sure. Um, so Although he, it's easier. I would say it's easier to do it with him, with him being more of a one dimensional offensive player. But I do agree with you. You can't just, you can't just strictly look at numbers. No, but if he, if he's an effective player on a winning team, um, you know, the, the definition of effective could change. Um, but yeah, I would say 30 points should be something that he should shoot for. If he's, a, if he's on the third line playing with like, the likes of like a Dominic Cahoon or something, and he's producing. I think that's that would be big if he's playing with Cousins and they're like they show some chemistry. That that could be huge too. Um, I don't think he's going to be a high minutes guy, but I want him to show that he can stay in the NHL and not look out of place. Like there are moments his for first year at the Sabers was like, oh, this guy, this guy can't yeah. hang out of the puck. This guy um, is a little bit out of control with the puck. Um, you like to see some growth from a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, I actually, what's funny is I, this, someone brought this up on my Twitter yesterday. Uh, it was a Bills conversation I had on my radio show on WGR, the nightcap last Bills season. And the question I was posing on that show was how good does Josh Allen need to be for everybody to forget about the fact that the Sabre, the Bills traded the pick that became Patrick Mahomes. And that guy circled back around. He's like, I think he's done it. And I'm like, yeah, I think he's done it too, to where we don't even think about that pick anymore. Now I'll flip that to a Sabre conversation and a more watered down Sabre conversation as to, you know, quarterbacks like that in the NFL. But how good, let me ask, I'll pose it to you. How good do you think Tage Thompson needs to be or become as a player for us to stop making fun of the Ryan O'Reilly trade on a regular basis. Like would fit of fit would him being a 50 point player do that? Like what does he need to do? To forget about the O'Reilly. No, no, not even, not forget about it for t- like whenever, every time we bring it up, it's a, it's, it's a joke. Like we laugh at it because okay. it's so bad. So basically how good does he have to be for us to not make fun of the O'Reilly trade every time it's mentioned? I would say, to not to just get to the point where we're not laughing, I think he has yeah. to be like a fifty-point top six forward on a winning Sabers team. I think it also comes to ter- it also has to factor in Sabers success. Because um, if we're if we keep losing and he's playing well, I still think the O'Reilly trade looks awful. Um, mm-hmm. I think like it has to be him producing, probably gets to that top six level as a player, um, and then the Sabers also to add on to that, have to start winning and maybe playing on the playoff series. 
No, I, that that's a good way to put it. Um, and I think I agree. Like he's got the team has to be good, and he can't just be a passenger along for the ride. Like he's got to be. You know, I don't expect him to be a top line player at any point in his career. But can he be a middle six guy? Can he be my Alesh Kodalik? Um, is the way I've been thinking about Tage Thompson. Like, can he just be the guy that puts 20 goals in the back of the net? Doesn't really do anything else for me, but at least gives me like 20 goals a season because I think that would be good enough. And with, if the team is good and he's doing that, then I think I agree. Like the trade would still be a loss to me, but it wouldn't just be an utter embarrassment, which is what it is at the current moment. Um, and, you know, it, of course it matters. Thompson was not the only piece in the trade. Ryan Johnson, the player they use the first round pick on you know if he becomes something too then he could definitely play a part in that as well rockauto.com a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they got everything from engine control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver they got everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your car, vehicle, or truck, and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone's craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat. Your food will be left safely outside your door with their new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left right at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store, enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order at DoorDash. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. All right, let's get into the NHL draft a little bit, and let's start at the top of the draft before we get to a Sabre-related conversation. Uh, We talked about the Rangers on our last episode, but for the purpose of a Jack Eichel trade conversation, which was in an Elliott Friedman report, Friedman said there was a wild rumor the Sabres had asked for the first overall pick and two young players for Eichel. Not going to bring that – I'm not going to get back into that, but I do want to talk about the Rangers for a second here because – Maybe you called them yesterday the perfect team for like an Eichel trade conversation because this is not your typical New York Rangers where they're just building their team in free agency and like their older veteran players. Like they have got a nice young crop of young talent that is coming up. And I wonder what you think about their long term perspective now that they already have Capo Caco, who didn't have a good rookie season, but I mean, his potential sky's the limit. They've got Adam Fox, who broke out as a Rookie of the Year candidate defenseman last season. He's only 22 years old. They've got who many consider to be the best young goalie in hockey, and Igor Shesterkin, who just cracked the NHL. And now, tonight, they're going to add Alex Lafreniere, who is like the consensus number one pick in this draft. I don't think people consider him a generational prospect, but I also feel like he's got getting more respect than like that Sam Reinhardt draft class did. So somewhere between, you know, the the Nugent Hopkins of the world, the Reinhardts of the world, like those top picks, 
and somewhere also between, you know, he's not Austin Matthews level good, like somewhere in the middle. So with him now on the Rangers, what do you think of them long-term? Um, I think if they're smart, I think the Rangers often get the, the problem of, I think the expectations of fans, like we got to win now immediately all the time, but I think their future is bright, but maybe not as bright. Like they've kind of didn't, they ended up with the drafts where they're not really getting McDavid's right. Yeah. Like they're getting guys that are like the next, the next level, um, the, the, the next step below. Um, yep. And I think that 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 hurts you in your rebuild, but they've also, in fairness to the in fairness to the league, I would say that they uh, <laughs> they lucked out even getting these types of players because what they should be they should be in the doldrums. They should be picking eight. They should be like where the Sabers are picking eight yep. all the time. Um, they've gotten lucky with lotteries, uh, but yeah, I don't. From their perspective, I would say that they should feel like they might be willing to trade picks. Not number one, of course, but I think they're going to start getting to the point where we're like, we have our young core. Let's fill fill the rest of the roster with uh, stud mm-hmm. veterans and go for the cup. I think that the Rangers have that like level of impatience. I think that they they're always yeah. trying to be the the top team. They think of themselves as the Bruins when they're really not the Bruins. That's that's a great <clears throat> excuse me. That's a great way to put it. They think they're the Bruins. And the one thing that holds them back from being that, by the way, is the fact that they don't really have it at center. Now, Mika Zibanejad has developed into a kind of amazingly, like his fifth, sixth year, he just flipped the sw- flipped the switch, and he went from like yeah, decent second line center to now this guy's like on a hundred point pace. He had seventy five points in fifty seven games last year for the Rangers down the middle. The year before, seventy four points in eighty two games. Now, I think a lot of that was helped by him this past year playing with Artemi Panarin, but. They've got a guy who's really good in Mika Zibanejad, but otherwise they're kind of bare down the middle. Like Philip Cheadle is like a decent like third, fourth line center, but I'm not wanting to count on big uh, minutes for him. Greg McKegg is like their fourth line center who doesn't give you a whole lot. He's a great name, by the way. Greg McKegg is a great hockey name. Uh, Ryan Strome, like he's okay, but like that's obviously why I think the Rangers made a call on Jack Eichel is that they are probably an elite level center away from being a contender, but they don't have that center. So that's why I've thought about it. And it, it, it's weird that it doesn't happen in the NHL like it does in other sports leagues, especially the NFL and NBA, where the Rangers for sure need a center more than they need a winger. And nobody would take Quentin Byfield, who is the two second or third ranked prospect. He's usually right there with the German forward, Tim Stutzel. Byfield is the number one center. The Rangers need a center. Nobody would take him over Lafreniere, though. But because, I don't know, it just seems to me NHL GMs are a lot more cowardice and they're afraid to trade out of a first overall pick because if that guy comes out to be amazing, then it's embarrassing to you. But on paper, they should want to trade down to two and pick Quentin Byfield, see if they could pick up some assets from the LA Kings, the Kings would have incentive to do that as well because they need scoring wingers to try to milk the last little bit out of Anze Kopitar as they can. Um, But for some reason, the NHL just doesn't do that. Like I can't even remember the last time you saw somebody trade up to first overall in the NHL. Uh, And not that that happens a ton in other sports leagues, but I feel like it's possible in other sports leagues. Yeah. Would you trade Reinhardt and eight for Lafreniere? (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, that's such a good question. My 
instinct says no. Because you know what Reinhardt is. You know Reinhardt's going to be a top line, I, top six guy for his career. Yeah, I th- and think... And Lafreniere, you're taking, you're taking a risk. But it's not... It's a pretty calculated... Is... Like, he should be really good. Yeah, that is a very close one. Um... I think I would say no, but it, I'm on the fence. I mean, who do you think says I, no I, between the Sabers and the Rangers? Rangers. I right? think the Rangers probably say no. Yeah. yeah, the Rangers would say. I think the Rangers might do a trade like that if someone came at them with like a, a Reinhardt level centerman plus a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hey, what if maybe they, they think, think he can play center? center? Yeah. What if they think <laughs> he can play center? Then maybe it would work. But I mean, <laughs> it's tough to trade for a guy to play center when he's done it for like five games in his career. Um, so no, you would that, say no as a Sabres, but you think the Rangers would say no if the trade was in real life? Yes. I think the Sabres would say yes in, in, in real life. Uh, I, and even, like, I wouldn't hate it. Like, I think I would, reason too. To like I would it. say yes. Lafreniere has got some real upside. And even though there's a very good chance the Sabres get a very good player at eight, I think I'd always want to trade two very good players for one elite player. And that's kind of what this trade sounds like to me. The reason, though, I'm saying no, even though I'm on the fence, is that, yes, you'd be trading two good players for an elite player in principle, but there's still doubt that Lafreniere will be an elite player. He's not like as sure a thing as some of the other top picks. Uh, so I think because of that, I would say no. But it's very that's an interesting that's an interesting offer. I think the Rangers would want Eichel, obviously, and <laughs> I, I'm gonna laugh in their face. But and and who would this increase or decrease the morale of Jack Eichel? <laughs> Probably decrease. I think so <laughs> right? too. You're trading his yeah. best friend for a rookie. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't think that's that's helping that at all. Like you, they I don't gotta think sign it's possible, yeah. just to keep Eichel happy, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Let's scroll down a little bit to some of the other uh, teams that are picking before the Sabers. I'll pick out one here, and it's the Ottawa Senators. They pick third and fifth, and they are in the process of a rebuild here. They're starting to build up some young talent, so they'll be a team to watch tonight. Uh, I want. I think they probably get. The German forward, Tim Stutzel at three, although there is a chance Stutzel goes second to the Kings. And then Byfield falls to the Senators at three, so that'll be something to watch. But Ottawa has two top five picks. They fleeced uh, the San Jose Sharks, getting a fifth overall pick plus other stuff um, for Eric Carlson. At least as of now, it looks like that because Carlson's dealt with injury issues. There's, of course, if he comes back healthy, then I will definitely take that back. But Ottawa ends up doing pretty good in that Eric Carlson trade. They're going to have third the third overall pick and the fifth overall pick on the Knights. that'll be a team to watch in the division i'm hoping i'm guessing you don't want to see this stutzel uh get get uh picked in the division uh no um i can't honestly say i mean he looks good from what i've seen from the he looks he looks dynamic like my field i think is up there in part because of his being a center but stutzel I mean, this guy is one of the fastest. It's it's tough to say because he's playing in the German league and you can't compare him to NHLers yet. But I'm just watching some of the highlights I've watched of him. That guy flies. Like, he is an insane mm-hmm. skater. Um, yeah, it, it stinks because I think Ottawa is going to get good no matter what. Like, they're going to get – or at least get better no matter what. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll at least have two young depth. impact players. 
Yeah, right. and it, it stinks because the last thing the Sabres want right now is to get bypassed by teams like Ottawa. Um, oh. I think Ottawa's <laughs> got a way to go, but like, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right? And then you have eyes, and then you have then you have Iserman. Uh, you know, Iserman has success a lot. And he's got he's going to be in Detroit now, go, <laughs> right? I mean, but he did it the right way. I mean, he's Tankapalooza, baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think the Saber Sabers got to start being more aggressive because I mean, the Leafs are going to be good for a while. Bruins, you Bruins always find a way. Um, yep. Tampa's going to be good for a while. Our division is really hard. And Florida's like, got some good young talent. Yeah. Florida's got some good young talent. And, you know, Ottawa's cheap, but they have been known to get good. Decent. Yeah, they were, they, the, they were the conference finals. They, they were the conference yeah, finals like, like three years ago. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't like totally just insult them. They're cheap, but like they yeah. seem to know what they're doing on occasion. So, oh, could you imagine? There's a wake up though, call I mean, for the Sabres. Get better. Be we better. It, isn't it amazing though? We were at a point where like the Sabres rebuild was ahead of Toronto and they've been lapped by the Leafs. And now like if we get passed by the senators who like every year, there are five stories about what's wrong with their organization. Like someone's either getting arrested <laughs> or like every week. Yeah. Melnick's firing guys. Cause he disagrees with them on something or the freaking, you know, uh, the Ottawa senators foundation severs ties from the league with, from the team which I didn't even think was possible because it's called the Ottawa Senators Foundation. <laughs> so there's always there's always weird stuff going on with them. So if they pe- bypass the Sabres, that's going to be... Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting simple started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Built Bar is back and even more deliciouser than ever. Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All the go with your 12 original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy as well. Great for the healthy, conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for keto diets. You'll get some of your flavors, peanut butter, for instance, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We will recap the NHL draft after the Sabres make their eighth overall pick tonight. So stay tuned for our next episode on that. But it is time to get to our Sabres 50 list. 
Uh, we are at number 21 in the list. It is my turn to name the 21st best saber in team history. And I named Thomas or I named uh, Jason Pominville at 15. And I was expecting his longtime teammate, Thomas Vanek, to go right thereafter. And he hasn't been named yet, so I need to I need to get to Thomas Vanek here. Because I don't want him to drop too far below Pommetville because they were kind of similar to me. It's like they were great wingers, leaders on this team for a long time, had really good seasons. They were the best two players on the team when Drury and Briere left, along with Ryan Miller. And I feel like Vanek needs some representation here. He is on that all-time Sabre list in terms of goals scored. I believe he is fifth. Uh, I'll pull that up for uh, for clarification right now. Goal scored. Thomas Vanek is fifth. Yeah, right behind Danny Gare, Dave Andrzejczyk, Rick Martin, and Gilbert Perot. I mean, the guy loved being here. He wanted to come back several times after leaving. And he. I will always remember about Vanek that he wanted to be captain. He wanted to be captain. And there's that video that the Sabres took in the locker room in a preseason game where they where Lindy gives Jason Pominville the C. But before that, he handed the A's out and he gave a jersey to Gostad and then he gave a jersey to Vanek. And Vanek looked pissed because Vanek wanted to be captain. And he, like, rough in part, I think, made that decision because he kind of wanted a yes man. Chris Drury used to challenge him a lot. And he, he felt like Vanek, I think, could have done the same thing. So kind of that willingness to, like, want to be the face of your franchise, like, that was always in the back of my head with Vanek. Like, he wanted that. And even though he probably shouldn't have been the face of your franchise, if they had kept even one of Danny Briere or Chris Drury after 07, I think Vanek as your second best player would have been enough for the Sabres to continue to be a contender. So I needed to get him to him on 21 because I thought, you know, he shouldn't have been too much further down than Pommetville. Um, Yeah, I love Vanek. Um, I thought he always, like, he always was criticized wrongfully um, of of like any uh, Sabres players mm-hmm. um, because Sabres fans loved Lindy so much, and when Lindy put him in the doghouse, like, oh, Lindy knows what's best, you know, right. got to get those, got to get those lazy scores uh, working. <laughs> and I think that um, I think Vanek got a bad rep because of that because everybody loves Lindy, um, and Vanek was a Vanek was a workhorse. Like Vanek took so much, so many beatings for the Sabres just to like get in front of the net and score goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I mean, that guy, that guy was deemed like a lazy player and he just absolutely wasn't. He was actually the opposite. I mean, he's just like, when you're getting, when you're in the battle in front of the net, your legs go quick. Like you get exhausted getting mm-hmm. cross checked all the time. Like your legs go fast. And it's like, oh, well, he's dogging out of the back check. And it's like, because he was like dying in front of the net trying to score a goal. Like, right. I think uh, Vanek was Vanek was an awesome talent. And it, like, we didn't even, I didn't even discuss talent yet. I mean, the guy had a great shot, great moves. Um, I mean, he had, he was like whitening on the, on the shootouts. I mean, one of the, oh, like, yeah. the fastest releases I have ever seen. Um, I mean, Vanek, yeah. he was an awesome player. And, like, there aren't many players left where you could say that guy was the best player on a certain Sabres team. Like, I don't think we have many of those left. I think we've hit yeah. almost all of them. Like, every year's Sabres team that had their best player, like, we've had Eichel for the past few years. We've gone through Ryan Miller. Right, there was a stretch where Ryan Miller was the best. Pashik. 
There's yeah. a stretch where Vanek was the best saber. There's a stretch where Hashik was the best saber. And then you go on and on and on. Like Vanek was one of the, the few sabers that you could say was the best player on a given sabers team. We haven't, we have not got to Brian Gianta in that same uh, respect yet, though. Um, <laughs> who might have been <laughs> the best the player? Best, <laughs> Maybe he wasn't. Who was the best player in the tank team? Ennis probably actually was. Tyler Ennis probably was. Um, so we okay, we haven't gotten to that one yet. <laughs> no, there had but to be I mean, somebody better on those teams. No, who who the hell was it? Was it Myers? Myers wasn't uh, on that tank team though. He got traded before it's it wrapped up. Uh, Gergensen. Right. Ger- uh, we haven't gotten the to the tank guys yet. We have, yeah, Zemgis we was the those. captain, but so otherwise you're right. Might not, well, when you put Tim in, I guess we'll get we'll get Murray in there. <laughs> but otherwise, you're right. They, they, we've this is like one of the last guys that was the best player in his team, so he's deserving. Uh, quick trivia: Do you think you could name the all the other teams that Vanek played for after the Sabers? Okay, I think I could actually. Seven teams he played for. Okay, uh, Florida. No, Florida. Yeah, no, Florida, Florida. 20 Florida, games. Yeah. 20 games. Yeah. Who remember? <laughs> Vanek was on the Panthers? When was that? Actually, I know exactly when it was. It was 2017. Uh, Detroit. Detroit for 112 games. Uh, Edmonton? Not Edmonton. Not Edmonton. Okay, let me keep going. Let me. I think I can get the okay. other ones. Uh, was he a se- No, he wasn't a senator. Senator? No. <laughs> He was okay, not I'm missing. There, there are some that are obvious. You only have two. <laughs> I know. I'm. I thought I would be so much better at this. Uh oh, God. I'm blanking. Oh, oh, Vancouver, Vancouver. He was Van- on Vancouver. Vancouver for 61 games. He had 41 points, by the way. That was two years ago. It's pretty good. Um, he was on. I feel like I'm missing East Coast teams that he was. On. You are. I think you're done with no. There's one other West Coast or West Conference team. Okay, that's a hint. Yeah, that was kind of a hint. By as an accidental hint right there. Um, I don't think he ever wore that gross Dallas green. Um, you're close. What's close to Dallas, uh, Arizona? No, you were close in terms of color. <laughs> Oh, Minnesota. That was that was the obvious one. That one. Yes. That one I could have gotten because that was was that the first one? Yeah, he got traded there. No, uh, oh, that Islanders. was his Islanders. third one. That answers it. That answers it. Islanders. Islanders. But there's another team from that season that's not Minnesota. Minnesota was the second oh, most. Montreal. Montreal for 18 I, games. I'll never Thomas forget that. was a Canadian because <laughs> that was when that was the that was the obvious thing that showed that Darcy was a good GM. He got a haul. Yeah. Back for Vanek. And then, then uh, the Islanders went out and traded Vanek to Montreal for like jump change. Right. I think didn't the Sabers got a first round pick and Matt and Molson, Molson, who yeah. they spun into a second round pick, and then he came back. Unfortunately, right. Um, you're missing one other team, by the way. Okay. Uh, nineteen games played in 2018. 2018, nineteen games played, and this is yeah. West or East. This is East. It's also the last time he ever played in the playoffs for this team. He played for one of your favorite coaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Columbus. Columbus with Torts in 2017-18. Uh, he played uh yeah, 19 games. 19 games for the Blue Jackets that season. He had 15 points. And then uh, playoffs, I believe, six games, only two points. But 
I don't have any recollection of him on the Blue Jackets, but apparently that happened. I barely remember him on Montreal. I barely remember him on Florida. I mean, that he bounced around after. Guys, teams just don't want to lock him up long-term. I'm not really sure why. I find um, it weird that I was uh... – that Florida was my first, like, I was like, Florida, yeah. easy. Florida, <laughs> 19 games. 20, yes, 20 games. <laughs> uh, no, that's funny, though. The one All I right, remember, well, I remember the uh, Red Wings Vanek the most for some yep. weird reason. I will, uh, to, to end the show here today, I will say that Marco Rossi, the Austrian-born centerman who had 120 points in the OHL last season for the Ottawa 67s, is my dream scenario for tonight's uh, for tonight's draft. That's my um, pick, too, uh, Marco Rossi. Man, watching some of his highlights, that guy is filthy. His hands, I mean, and it's different than, like, Middlestat. Middlestat, when he was drafted, I remember looking at his highlights, and it was, like, a lot of quickness. Rossi has this skill, but he does it with power at the same time, even though he's not like a, you know, he's not a physically imposing player. He's only five, nine, but it just always seems like, you know, like there's more to it than just his hands, his skill. I mean, so I'm really hoping we get that guy and he's Austrian born. And the last time the Sabres picked an Austrian born guy in the top 10, it worked out with our guy, Thomas Vanek, who was the 21st best Sabre ever, according to us. Um, So we'll see. We're both hoping for Marco Rossi. We'll see. Maybe they don't pick it all. Maybe they make a trade, but we will recap it all for you on our next episode. So thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.